It's the after talk. After talk. It is the after What's talk. Up? I'm meeting after, after talk. Rolls. What's up? After talk. Rolls. It's the after talk, talk. It's the after talk. <laughs> what's up? What's up? What's up? Hello, hello, and how are you doing? Welcome to Up With and On What Presents, our meeting at the Crossroads Music Series, After Talk. Now, the After Talk is where we actually get a chance to go back a little bit and focus in on some of the interviews that we had early in the year with some of the artists. So sit back, relax, snap on the seatbelt, do whatever you got to do, grab some popcorn, because we're about to get nitty gritty and get a little bit around the edges of things, if you know what I mean. Jardy Pierre is a classically trained pianist from St. Lucia. After gracing many stages on his island, he took his talents overseas, performing all over the world in countries in Europe, as well as South America, playing for numerous cruise ship companies. Jardy is always looking for new adventures to advance his career. In addition, performing as a pianist, he also works in production as a video editor, photographer, and cinematographer. Yo, y'all, what it do? What's the good word, folks? Well, my good word this week is rest. <laughs> I got plenty of it because I sure enough needed it. What's your good word, B? Just chilling like a moth. Oh, okay, really now? That's how you feel. <laughs> well, my good people, I'm your host, Darren Lorenzo from Georgia. And that was your co-host, Bruno Diaz from New Jersey. We are back in effect, guys, ready for another entertaining episode with our upward and onward brother from another Jarde Pierre from St. Lucia, St. Lucia, Saudi, <laughs> who is a new brand ambassador of a frame company, modeling glasses and shades. He is the true saying of the hardest working man in showbiz. He got tree jobs, tree four jobs, <laughs> which we'll talk about later on in the interview. Now, Jarde is up with an almost director of music relations and video editing. He's been with the company from the start that's growing by leaps and bounds, even with his own branch off media company called Jardep Media, dealing with photography, cinematography, and digital marketing. Shout outs to our small companies out there just getting started and needing some support. Lift up your friends, y'all. We need your love and your help. There's plenty of room for us all to grow and shine. <laughs> so B, what you been up to? Let me tell you how I feel. I do when things my Okay, okay, Julio. Now I know B is uh repping Jack Daniels all day long, but I've moved around this past week and weekend with, with Negro Modelo. Chivas Regal, all with a nice cigar. This had me so relaxed, I took a nap at the bar. Shit, I've been tired, man, putting in some long hours the last couple of weeks. Cinderella got a cutoff time. <laughs> well, I'm not going to drag out any more of your time. Let's take a trip down to the Caribbean. Some fun in the sun, beach life, good vibes, good music, and food. Let our tour guide lead the way. So, Jade, what you got to say?
welcome back to our meeting yes. at Crossroads. Uh, exactly, exactly. And now this is the spinoff show called The After Talk. So it's basically the same show, but now we're going a little bit more in depth and going a little bit behind the scenes. So it's like we're unveiling the curtain. We're pulling the curtain. Unveiling, exactly. And see what's yeah. really going on. See yeah. what's really going on. You were the start of our whole, our meeting at the Crossroads Music Series with uh, Piano Greats. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you exactly. had some wonderful people that uh, that were mentors to you or that you looked up to. If we have any new listeners uh, for the After Talk, let them know who some of those people were that, uh, okay. that you know, uh, that you looked up to, that, uh, you know, yeah, got man, you going, yeah, so to speak. Yeah, because for me, in the video, which I think we chose about maybe five songs. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. But, but um, I did, um, well, Alicia Keys, Stevie Wonder, Elton John, those three for sure. There was one guy that I didn't know that I was hearing about for the first time, and I I think he's a Sagittarius too. He's the same sign as me. And I was like, um, oh. Yeah, it's Bruce Hornsby. That's Bruce hey, Hornsby. There you go. There you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah, so, and the, and the, yeah, the funniest thing I was going to say is that he actually saw it on Instagram and he liked it. He actually. Oh, that's it. dope. That's dope. Yeah, he was like, yeah, good stuff because I did the solo well. So let the people know me, because everybody doesn't know who you are. But uh, this is Jardet Pierre, uh, one of the, uh, I guess you want to say, keynote people uh, in St. Lucia, international artist and performer. Uh, We met on the cruise ships um, doing gigs or whatnot uh, probably about three, four years ago. And since then have actually um, are working with uh, doing some major stuff. We did a lot of stuff pre-pandemic, uh, 2017-18, and then got a little strong in 2019. Then the pandemic hit. It was like, ah, COVID. Yeah, COVID just, that Rona, boy, she's an evil bitch. She came uh, in and just knocked everything out. COVID but, uh, just killed everything. Man. How did you get started in the business? All right, so, um, man, it's, it's been a long journey. Uh, let me see, because I started playing when I was, like, 13. So, whew, I was doing wind band. Imagine that. I was doing... So I was, you know, like um, in America, I think you guys have like the marching band. So you yeah, have. Yeah, I did it in uh, high school and college. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. So I was, I was on the drum line. So me too. Honest. Me too. What did you play? <laughs> drums. I was the drums. I was like. But which one? Which one? Oh, you snare. I played. Yeah, snare. I played a uh, bass drum mostly. But yeah. go ahead. Yeah. So you you started off playing that. You so yeah, I started off playing that. Yeah. So what happened is my the teacher that I had he he was he's American. So when he came down, he started the band, started everything. So we had the the we tried our best to get everything. So we had saxophone flute, clarinet, the drum, percussion section. So all of that was good. And what he did was he got us like small little gigs. Mm-hmm. So like we would do like maybe a graduation ceremony there, a small little thing. So he'd pay us from the gig. So he split the money off. So sometimes even if you get like $10, $20 for a gig. <laughs> Back then, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it's like <laughs> so it's whatever. Just to get something from the gigs to say, hey, I got some money. Yeah. It's a good man. thing. So, 
Yeah, so we enjoyed it. So what happened with me is that after a certain point, I was like, yo, I can't afford to to pay for classes anymore. So I might have to quit. Yeah. So it's like, uh, so he listened. He's like, don't worry, man. So he worked out a way to get me a scholarship. So I did, Um, I got a scholarship to go to the School of Music here in St. Lucia. So with the scholarship, um, I did piano. I took the scholarship to the piano because my brother's a bass player. He told me, bro, learn piano. He's like, okay. learn piano. Piano is a better instrument than piano. It's everything is good. So I started that. I did classical music. So I did about, I think, three to five years of hardcore classical piano music. Okay. So like officially, I'm a classical pianist. Like, okay. like my, my degree is in classical pianist. Uh-huh. But if you need to make money, the real money is in jazz, R&B, yeah. contemporary stuff. Unless you're the star, it makes no sense. Yeah. So if yeah. I if I was in Europe, then I'd probably make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But working in the hotel industry here in the Caribbean, whenever someone comes down, it's like, oh, do you know any reggae? Do you know any soca? Like, of course, uh, of course. Uh, so I had to learn everything else. Mm-hmm. So I did uh, what we have down here is like the Calypso Tent. So it's it's a spin-off where um, how can I explain the Cal- Calypso Tent is like you know every year there's elections or there's there's stuff happening in the communities and it's a competition where people get to talk about it so they would make songs based on the current situation in the country or what's going on with covid or if the one of the ministers had like a scandal or something some guys would make a song about it and that's what calypso tense is all about that's what the original calypso was about those competitions they would have that every year so there's calypso there's kaiso mm-hmm. there's um there's power soca and there's groovy soca so calypso is fast kaiso is slow Power soca is the fast jump and wave, jump and wave, jump and wave, jump and okay. wave. And then the groovy soca is like groove, so nice and slow. You hold your partner, you wind down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's all these categories of soca and all that stuff there. So we have all of that. And now they just launched a new kind of soca called um, Kuduro. So oh, okay. that's a, a brand new kind of soca that now, just. Really say that name again one more time. Kuduro. 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 Okay. All right. Yeah. So it's a, like a twist on African, our African side. Okay. So, okay. So that type of music isn't in English. So most of the guys, the artists for that, they would do it in Creole. So they wouldn't even speak English. So <laughs> everyone in the Caribbean loves it because yeah. they like the beats, but they wouldn't understand anything. Just like the songs, like the beats, and it's just hilarious. It's hilarious, man. It's just fun. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So I did that, and then from there, um, in order to make more money, I was teaching piano as well. So I was doing piano. I was teaching piano in primary, secondary schools. Mm-hmm. I was teaching private piano classes. In addition to that, I was performing at the waters of the night. So I had basically three jobs trying to Look pay rent you. and pay bills. Look, hustling that's, hard. That's the life, man. That's it. Is the life. That is the life. Yeah. And oh. then one day, yeah, man. And then one day I was um I was in the store practicing. Uh, there's a music store in the country that used to be there. So I was practicing the music store. And then one guy heard me playing. He's like, man, have you ever considered cruise ships? You know, it's a really good opportunity. And that. I was like, well, yeah, I'll try it out. And then when I saw the salary, I was like, oh, yeah, it's more. <laughs> it's, du- <laughs> it's like it was double the amount that I was making on all three jobs yeah. put together. So I was just like, yeah, I'm out. So that was it. And then from ship to ship to ship to ship to ship, I was just living the life. I did Celebrity Cruises, Princess Cruises, Thompson Cruises. And then after I did Thompson, I think I came to NCL and we met on NCL. Okay. Yeah, when I left NCL, I was home for a while. Then I moved to Piano Cruises and then COVID. And then, yeah, that's COVID strikes.
ACL. You're obviously great at what you do. You're uh, stellar at your craft. But I knew yeah. then that you were dope. Actually, even before I heard you, and I tell you why, is because you oh. were like the salt out. You were the sought after person on the ship. Everybody's like, yeah. "Oh, you met Jarday. Oh, you met Jarday. Yeah. Oh." <laughs> And, you know, at that time, it was probably like a collection of maybe seven guys that were musicians that maybe that would even go out to like a crew bar or that knew other people in uh, the cast because I was part of the uh, the cast, the theater yeah, cast. Yeah. I didn't even know. I was like, well, who the hell is Jarday? Which one is he? And so I, then I finally figured out. And everybody wanted to work with you, vocalists as well yeah, as musicians. Man, it was, it wanted you to crazy. be a part of I mean, you even switched one band and came back and was in another yeah, band. I, so I switched, I switched bands within a month from the ship. It was hilarious. Man. Yeah, man. Oh, but, uh, I, I I think that's one of the things that drew me to you. And then I just knew because of your of your spirit and your your kind heart and just your laid back energy. I was like, he's definitely somebody I want to work with in the future. And it just so happens, ended up starting boom, the company boom, boom. by chance. And boom, boom, boom. Here we yeah. are three years later. And we've been going strong doing all kinds of projects. Um, some have been very lucrative, some have been kind of lucrative, and then obviously some have been what we call COVID lucrative, which is just <laughs> it's just lucrative for the creative part of the mind. It's not lucrative exactly. for the pocket but it'll get there we'll get there we're setting up everything for when this thing hopefully picks up and takes off we'll be ready for any and everything with that so you know yeah so obviously you went through that whole road of uh success or your journey through life from uh how you started as a percussionist to picking up piano and then going to uh study classical then moving on to bigger and better gigs through soca as well as uh moving on to uh the cruise ships what has um been i would say the the biggest claim to fame you think that you've done thus far in your life obviously we know the life is not over and i always say never yeah. live in the past and never let your your past be your best days always live to have another better day another better day but what yeah. uh what uh what is something like your claim to fame or something that you look at and be like wow that was a major accomplishment oh man there's there's been so many yeah so many it's, like i said i've been performing for oof. I think 18, 17, 18 years already. Okay. Let me see. There's been so much. Like my, my for me, my one of my greatest accomplishments would have been like my last my last contract um, where I got to do tribute shows. So uh-huh. basically, the number one tribute shows throughout the UK would come mm-hmm. on and perform. And what happens with a tribute show in that sense? When they're the number one, they don't just sound like the person; they look mm-hmm. like the person. So when I'm on stage. When I'm at like on stage, you'd feel like you're on stage. Like I, there's the Whitney tribute. Mm-hmm. She looks and sounds like Whitney. Yeah. Like if you look at the TV, look at the screen, the monitors, you'd think that's Whitney Houston on stage. You're like, man, I'm playing background for Whitney right now. <laughs> yeah. So like for that contract, we had so many. We had Bruno Mars. We had Annie Lennox. We had um, Whitney Houston, Tina Turner, Paul McCartney, all the big, the big, big stars, the big names. Mm-hmm. And they would come on stage like the one of my my favorite ones was like the Tina Turner. She was like on point. Yeah. Like on point, on point. And like all of her arrangements were brand new. Like so she she studied Tina Turner to a point where she took some of her arrangements and she made her arrangements her own. Okay. So she had her her original Tina Turner arrangements. She would come on stage like most artists would come, they'd have sheet music, they would, you know, regular like stuff. She was like, no, here's an iPad, here's my iPad. So she had iPads for the entire band with the tracks, with everything. So you can listen to it, practice it, get it done. And I was just amazed. That was just amazing, man. Just just ultra amazing. That contract did it for me. So I saw it like if I was on tour, yeah. a proper tour with one of these artists, it would be exactly like that. Come on stage, do the rehearsal, get it done. The crowd's like, oh, 
Exactly. And it's, it's just, it was crazy. Like so, New Year's Eve. Yeah. So that, was, so, that was even at the what the top of the year, right? Yeah, it's top of the yeah. year. Um. So like New Year's Eve was my one of my best shows. We had a Beyonce tribute. Okay. And that one was like killer because imagine New Year's Eve on a cruise ship. It's like thousands of people. Yeah, it's already packed. So it's, yeah. It's ultra packed. So the if anyone is listening and has seen Bohemian Rhapsody, the movie, yeah, think, think of that position on stage where when someone jumps, the entire stage is rumbling underneath you. Wow, wow, wow! And yeah. everyone's just like, <sighs> it's one of the greatest feelings ever. Yeah, I haven't like, felt like, I haven't felt that in a long time. But yeah. Uh, uh, I, I definitely know what you mean. I definitely know what you mean. So what has uh, been some things that you've been up to since the pandemic? Oh, man, the pandemic's been... it's Basically, it's been a roller coaster ride. So imagine, um, basically, I started doing photography and videography, cinematography, all of that stuff. Yeah, you picked up other uh, trades, yeah. Yeah, so I do I do that on the side for about six years now. Okay. So when COVID hit, all shows got canceled, all gigs got canceled. I focused mainly on getting better at videography and photography. I started doing little photo shoots and there, and then I got a job doing product photography for uh-huh. a company here. So one of the biggest um the malls so he asked me to do stuff for one store so i was like all right cool just take um it's like a kid's kid's clothing store so take a couple of pictures of clothes yeah that's fine then it's like oh well i own this other couple of stores too i was like all right. yeah so i started doing marketing for i was hired to do one store this is the funniest part i was hired to do one store mm-hmm. i ended up doing work for eight stores wow 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 well hey eight stores so I was like, all right, I'm doing it. So, so I go to him, I'm like, well, I'm doing a shitload of extra work. Mm-hmm. Am I going to be compensated for all of this yeah. extra work? And it's like, well, nah, man, with COVID and COVID, nah, man, nah, nah, I can't pay you an extra. So you want me to do all this extra work and not pay me for it? So I was like, well, I'm out. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm out. I've had yeah. my experience. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, that was it. So it was nice while it lasted. So I was doing product photography for him. I was doing social media. So I got known for doing that because it's all good promotion for me as well. Of course. Um, in addition to that, I was doing promotions for one of the, the local bars that just opened. It's a Moito bar. Mm-hmm. So the drummer I was with on NCL the first time, he's the owner of that bar. So he opened the bar. So it was all live music, live everything. Everything was great. Okay. It was working, it was working well. Then we had a second wave. Here we go. <laughs> One again, again, again. <laughs> Gone. That was it. So it, it's, been, it's been fun. It's like get a job, crash. Get another job, crash. Get yeah. another job, crash. So it's just been... Yes, a roller coaster of just ups and downs, ups and downs, ups and downs. So now what I'm doing, I've switched jobs again. So now I'm modeling. I'm like a brand ambassador for a fashion frames company. Yeah, so yeah. They, so they have me doing that now. So Next um, on GQ magazine. <laughs> I know, right? So instead of being behind the camera, I'm now in front of the camera. Nah, you got a good look for it. You got the yeah. smile going. You got the beard going. You got the dreads. Yeah, man, you good. You good. Yeah. You good. Yeah, or locks absolutely. that is they don't you call them locks or dreads what do you call them we just we say dreads some people say dreads some people say locks some people put it together and say dreadlocks but yeah. we just say locks we just say locks say locks okay yeah you got that going on so uh what have you learned about yourself during the pandemic oh man i've learned to basically survive at no matter what because um if you think about it like 
a lot of artists, and that happened with me as well, where depression, depression hits, mm-hmm. and that's that's one of the biggest, biggest challenges. Like waking up every day and actually wanting to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you wake up and you're like, "Hey, what do I have to do?" Oh, that's right, nothing. Yeah, there's no work. So. It's a thing where I moved from being on the go 24-7, wake up schedule, rehearsal, rehearsal, show, rehearsal, rehearsal, show, to nothing. It's just been like, okay, so how do I stay motivated to live a life when there's no life to live? Exactly, exactly. More or less. Exactly. So more or less, so what, what happened with me is that I found new ways to, to keep my brain occupied, more or less. So I dove down into photography, I dove down into cinematography. So now, like... Even I even did a wedding where I, I made a movie trailer from a wedding and I've never even considered doing that before. So basically I learned to hone in new skills to be more competitive, to be, you know, find different sources of income where I can be a musician, I can mm-hmm. be a photographer, I can be a cinema photographer now, I can be an events videographer, I can do I have multiple streams of income at my disposal now. So yeah. when this when this thing is over, I'll be a force to reckon with. I'll yeah, be a very yeah. big force to reckon with. You're gonna be a beast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I know the people hear these are uh, ambient sounds, but I'm a country boy, and then you're an island boy. It's always gonna yep. be these outside noises. Like I have everybody on my street mowing their yard, cleaning their gutters, doing some type of construction work. We even have some work being done in my house. And then uh, outside of your house, I keep hearing what is it, a rooster or? Yeah, man, we got some chickens. So in every in every household, there's one there's three things you're guaranteed to hear. Uh-huh. So you either hear chickens crowing all throughout the day, or you hear dogs barking. That's that's guaranteed. Now things. these your own chickens? No, man. These these are adopted. They they adopt the neighborhood. They adopt the so you don't use them for any type of uh, food or farm. source no. of anything like that. No, it's just no. They're just around. So we have two dogs that adopted us. So animals adopt neighborhoods. Okay. So, so you know, like, in, um, I know over there you probably have, like, the pound or the dog pound. Or that yeah, yeah. Thing. We don't, that doesn't exist. Okay. So some people would have, let's say, it's one of two things. Either they would have dogs that were just roaming, and then one person feeds them. Uh-huh. They stay right there. They don't go anywhere. So they adopt your house. So those two dogs that we have, they adopted our house, but they eat from every in the neighborhood so wherever they find food they eat that's it and just, then the uh, chickens yeah <laughs> and then the chickens are just prostitutes <laughs> yep pretty much that's all it is but like I know like I know for some places like if you're really really hungry like you can run around and chase the chickens so I grew up basically chasing chickens throwing stones at them so it helps with my hand and eye coordination you know, oh man throwing oh, stones after chickens yeah. <laughs> that's crazy that's crazy that's crazy well, man, I don't want to hold you uh, too much too much longer, but I just want to uh, I want to at least bring you back and kind of almost. Well, this is not the complete finish of After Talk. I mean, we have a few more episodes, but I kind of want to at least bookmark uh, how we started and come back yeah. to you because we got a chance with that uh, with After Talk. We got a chance to go back and grab a lot of the interviews from the our meeting at the Crossroads Music Series, and so yeah, man. we want to unveil the curtain and go behind the scenes and kind of talk to Jardy Pierre and just see you know yeah. the life of what you're going through and everything like that. And um, you know, me and you talk. 
periodically and we got a couple other projects that are coming up so um you know yeah. i, I want to wish you the best with all that stuff and it just so happens that we're uh, me and george and uh another guy bruno you've actually heard us speak about a few times are starting mm-hmm. another podcast where it's just like guys talk and uh it's oh, called it's called the gents of the 3.5 but um basically what we do is just talk about regular day life because people always think guys talk about all these stereotypical things girls money uh, that's, <laughs> and that's drinks. the least of that's the least of my children right you know so um <laughs> here people get a, get a chance to kind of be a fly on the wall to kind of listen to you know guys just have real conversations that are not real just about what exactly. they think we're talking about but we would yeah. love to invite you on that one of these days and just kind of jam with us and uh maybe yeah, sometime coming up or whatever like that but um hey but other than that man i just want to thank you and i'm glad that we were able to come back to uh jardy pierre and kind of see what you're up to uh yeah man i'm just home but i uh, just want to thank you for this in-person interview and uh wishing you the best of luck man yeah for sure for sure all right brother until we meet again (laughs) yeah man you know always (laughs) yeah go 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 three to four jobs, three to four hobbies, and chasing chickens all at the same damn time. (laughs) Paying the eye coordination, he says. See, that's funny. If you see, I caught on to that late. That's how slow I am. How many jobs you doing, B? I got about maybe seven jobs right now. You ever chase a chicken? Uh, No. You better watch your mouth. I have. When I was a young blood, grandparents had chickens, and when they didn't have them, the surrounding neighbors did, which was just cousins of mine, so it's so far removed from my head right now. Such a faraway member, so obviously I didn't catch any. Don't they have boxers and fighters do that, like Chase Chickens? Yeah, Rocky Balboa. Anyway, another great interview, full of information, enlightenment, and more music. I mean, well, this is part of a music series, so I guess that is what we're going for. Good job for us. Hat on the back. (laughs) Well, folks, like you heard us tell Jardin, we do have another show coming up, and it's called The Gents of the 3.5. All about guys shooting the shit and talking about life, which is full of plenty with the happiness of this motherfucking 2020. <laughs> I hope everybody ate up for Thanksgiving, had a good plate for them, got full, got the itis, sit back and relax after that. What you have to eat, B? I had the turkey, arroz con gandules, you know. Well, me, I had. I got beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, ranch, Beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, rabbit. I'm off to have another adult beverage now, y'all. Drink of choice, monkey shoulders, scotch. Don't even ask me. One monkey don't stop a show. What does it? I don't know. Let's see about that. <laughs> well, on behalf of Up With It On With Productions, we'd like to thank you for hanging out for our meeting at the crossroads after talk. Now, your attention and time is much appreciated, and we look forward to having you checking in for more later on. Remember, success is only an arm's length away. Stay safe, stay home if you can, and if not, keep practicing social distance with a healthy and cautious way of life. Up with it on with folks. After talk, what's the haps? What's the scoop? What's going on? After talk, it's the after talk.